Um, I can start off. I've yeah, got one. Go for it. Uh, it's not a Gabs beer, but it's one that I've been drinking a lot of recently, and I'm fucking. I am in love with this beer. This will be number one of my voting at the end of the year or the start of next year. It's the Barossa Valley Brewing Company Chocolate and Coffee Stout. Oh, you've you've recommended that before. My <laughs> fucking... No, I haven't. You have. No, I, I went through and checked. Yeah. No, you have. I went through and checked. <laughs> yeah, you have. When? That's it. Okay. What, You're off the when it was just me and you. <laughs> okay, well then go around. Edit that out and go around. <laughs> okay, no, check first, but I'm pretty sure... So, Adrian, what's the, your the brew dog recommendation? <laughs> Adrian? Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, Tom, what's your big recommendation <laughs> for this week? You start with Adrian and go around. I'm... Sessionable. Welcome, everyone, to Sessionable. Uh, we're, we're all here again. Yeah, we've got uh, it's... The, the, the five of us in the room. I think... W- most of us have the post-Gabs flu. Or, no, or... I don't have the flu. I've just lost my voice repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. um, and have a cough. Yeah. No. I know. I have, have a cough. Okay, I've got a cough. Is it yeah. possible to have post-Gabs flu without having actually gone to the Gabs? Because I think I've got it. Yeah, I think, yeah. You vicari- <laughs> vicariously have the post-Gabs flu. Yeah, that's right, yeah. You're still hanging around everyone that's been yeah, the Gabs true. a bit too long. Yeah, you're still infected. So we will be talking about Gabs today. Um, but before we do, what beer are we drinking right now? Uh, this is the Colonial Rye and Go sli- Sling. <laughs> the, the, the Rye and Go Sling. So, so, so the Rye and Gosa Sling is what it says on the thing. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I love the can for this. It's like the night... It's like looks like the... Um, looks like Knight Rider. No, it looks like Drive, the movie yeah, that Ryan Gosling was in. Kind like of he's got Drive inspired. His, yeah. yeah. It's I more don't. likely that it's that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say you're probably right. I but but again, drive, drive was inspired by the kind of the look of... The colonial cans. <laughs> uh, not what I was going to say. But um, yeah, so this is from the Dan Murphy's Gab Six Pack. I think all the beers we're trying tonight are from that six pack. Correct. They are. They are. Yes. Mm. They're all Gabs beers. Yeah, they are. Because uh, this is our post-Gabs wrap-up. You know, we chat about how the festivals went and a couple of us went to Melbourne and Sydney and a couple of us didn't go to either. You know, all angles covered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we can attack it from all sides. Yeah, so Liam and Tom and Lee, who's not speaking, you you three went to the Melbourne one, right? I did, yeah. Sure did. Yeah. And that was uh, the back end of... Um, Good beer week. Good beer week. As, as always, yeah. 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 Um, I just went down for the festival. I didn't get any of Good Beer Week in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there from Tuesday. So I flew in on Tuesday, but I was doing some work that wasn't Good Beer Week stuff. So it was really only Thursday that I got to get knee-deep into Good Beer Week. But yeah, but I, I found that I um, spent a lot of time at the industry hub or the crime malt hub at Bidlux, yep. um, which was really cool. It was Got a lot of work done. It was actually very easy to have meetings at Bidlux and probably got about three weeks' worth of work done in about three days just by having everyone in the one place at the one time. So, yeah. But, yeah, I think it was really cool. It was very, it was very um, relieving to see that despite the fact they've changed hands at Bidlux and Fed Square, it still had some amazing beers on and were rotating beers on a daily basis, and um, that was really cool. Good and then um, did the obligatory um, AIBA after-party after at Bidlux, this year, Cry Malt had the like the official after party at the upstairs section of Gabs, which was like a wristband only thing, which is all full full bar covered. And it was um, lardy da. It was as VIPs um, only, eh? It was as responsible as you would expect for this. For the Absolutely, so yeah. very responsible then. Yeah, yeah. Cool. 
Good so to hear. yeah, Good to hear. Um, yeah, and no, I, you know, and then did the whole Gabs and was with Dave's. We were doing the the beer concierge and behind the scenes tours of Gabs and yeah. How did um, that go? It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. So um, you just kind of took people around to tell them about the breweries and yeah, give so them some we, beers and stuff. We sort of we've been fine tuning it over the years, and so this year was like um, like last year was a partnership with we did with Time Out Magazine, and so. We had a concierge booth, which is right underneath the Ferris wheel, which is really cool. And so basically we'd be there and have people on site who could help anyone pick out their beers or where they wanted to go or where things were for gabs. And then every hour we're taking people behind on the behind-the-scenes tours and we're doing about 30 people a tour. Um, you'd start the tour with 30 people. By the time you ended the tour, you probably had about 50 people. <laughs> um, yeah, so hence why my voice has been on the fritz for the last month <laughs> But yeah, um, it was awesome. It was really good yeah. fun, actually. But yeah. Um, but it was really because I was working on the container bars in Melbourne um, and it was really cool. I got to take them inside the containers and which is which is quite a spectacle. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty cool inside. So we, we had um, a few of our teams. So last year when we did it, it was pretty much two or three of us doing it. And it's a bit of an onslaught to do a 45 minute tour every hour. But yeah, so we we sort of brought a bit more of a team down. And the cool thing is um, each of the guides got to sort of pick their own tour to some degree. So if you went on the 2 o'clock tour versus the 3 o'clock tour, it was a different guy doing it and they sort of gave their picks for Gabs. Yep. So it was really cool. So you got to pick out the things that you got to try and um, it was awesome. It was really good fun. Yep. Yeah. Um, really, really cool idea and it's a good way to make Gabs more approachable. Uh, yeah, because you know what? Yeah. In the day, like uh, a session of Gabs is, it is a long time. Yeah. And so it's just something really cool to do. My overall impression of Gabs is they just nailed the fact that it's not a beer festival anymore. It's just a festival of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I just think really is just, I, I think they really ramped it up yet again and I had a great time. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. What were the numbers like down in Melbourne? They said that uh, session... So the two Saturday sessions were record-breaking were sessions. Wow. One right. after the other. But then, again, the Saturday or the, the day one session for Sydney was the biggest session of Gabs yeah. ever. So in Melbourne, they opened up the upstairs. So the upstairs was a big right. part of it. They put a lot of breweries so upstairs. last year was about was half of upstairs. Yeah, and this time it was almost all of upstairs. Just as not, much as they could do. As much yeah. as they were allowed to use. Uh, which meant there was just a lot more space. So even though uh, the both Saturday sessions were record sessions, they didn't actually feel more packed than okay, uh, previous years in my uh, experience. And the third like, container bar, I think, really, really helps that as well. Bar. So they added a third container bar. Yep. Um, and which more kind of, festival beers, right? More festival beers yep. and, and uh, more festival ciders as well, I think. Well, um, they had a cider bar last yeah. year. They've put that into one of the... Well, and it's a, it was yeah. a festival section, so it was and actually... this year, I don't... Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they had had wine on the container bars. They did. Was this the first yeah. time they did that as well? Yeah, I believe so. Was that yeah. just on the cider... On the cider section, ...section yeah. of the container bar? Yeah. And it was just but, um, a white and a red yeah, uh, sparkling. But, I mean, thing, I, but, I think yeah. it's just goes to the point that each year, Guy and Steve really tune it and they really take feedback... Yep, really well. Try um, and get more people interested, more and, people in. You know, this year they've got Craig on board, who's um, basically as a full time role um, as a festival manager for Gabs, and okay. so they've really grown the team out. And I think they've yeah, really stepped it up again. And to be honest, man, I think Sydney at the Dome was an awesome venue. So I was um, skeptical uh, when I heard it was going to be at Homebush and only one day. I thought. There was a huge amount of skepticism, actually. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I'm not. There was a lot that. of scuttlebutt, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I thought think it was they really actually, cool as well. yeah. And there was, you know, there was a whole CBC a million comments going. I think Guy and Steve actually did a really good job. I think Guy himself actually got on and personally commented yeah. on a whole he bunch did. of stuff and right. laid it all on the line, told them exactly why it's happened. And yeah. there was there's a whole backstory behind why 
the move to Homebush and, you know. But, and why it was only one day and all yeah. that. Um, but I do think that despite being out at Homebush, it was a great venue for it. Like, it means that they could fit in the Ferris wheel. Um, there was a lot of space all around for seating. and I think um, the layout is actually yeah, way better yeah. in Sydney than it was in Melbourne. I, I think shape-wise, yeah, I think shape-wise it was better than Melbourne. I think venue-wise, Melbourne... Well, it's not... It's, it, it it's doesn't not as cool as the exhibition doesn't center. Doesn't the same yeah. It still had atmosphere, though. Yeah, they but, still but did it was a really cool. Job. It actually yeah. had a good atmosphere, but... Um, I think the layout and the fact that it's a circular thing and the way they set up sort of almost like two lanes worth of yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It actually worked out really well because with Melbourne being basically a cross, right? Yeah. Um, you get people stuck in some corners, and you know there was. Um, I think during the night sessions, they opened up a side door as a smoking area and yeah. stuff like that. And there were some people stuck in some pokey bad, places, bad and that. Spot, yeah. um, and they sort of negated all that with Sydney with the, the layout, just the size. The there were no the bad. Room. There were no bad like, places for breweries. Everyone no, and everyone happy. got a really primo yeah. spot, and um, yeah, two basically two channels or walkways on yeah. either side, and yeah, it was awesome. It went really well. And I agree. I felt yeah. like in Melbourne, the third container bar was a bit of a hidden secret yep. sort of a thing, and I was doing the tour saying. If you don't want to line up for beers, this is the place to be. But um, in Sydney, that was totally negated, yeah. and there's just because it was right near the food section, so you couldn't miss it. Yeah, um, it was really well so, done. Yeah, because I, I was working on that third container bar in Melbourne, and uh, it was hidden by the, this big stairway to a Dan Murphy's VIP section, and that hid the fact that there was a container there. You didn't, you didn't see the container, mm. uh, which I think. It's something that needs to be rejiggered. Uh, that was probably the one... I mean, and no offence to guys Steve or Dan Murphy's, but that was probably the one thing that, for me, didn't quite work, was that No one was ever up there. I, I, don't, I think they... Yeah. But, I, but, I mean, the, the great thing about Gabs is you can criticise it, and Guy and Steve will take that on board and use it, use that criticism to fix it. They always have. And it wasn't so necessarily not, a bad thing. It was just probably the one thing that didn't quite... It didn't quite work. work? Yeah. But, yeah, you know, that's... Uh, I, I thought the, the festivals themselves were, as always, really well-organised. And a lot of fun to go to. And I think they actually yeah. like severely ramped up the entertainment factor yep. this year. Well, they had um, the Little Creatures live stage. Yeah, and even the... Um, does anyone remember the name of the band, the roving band? Uh, it's the Al Capones. Al Capones. They actually have a second band now, yeah. and they had another name, which was oh, the... I oh, I didn't realise there was a second something. band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. The, the Al Capones are the ones on the stage, and the second band's the one that runs around. Al Capones around. are the ones, if you've been to Gabs before, you know who the Al Capones mm. are, because they were... But they actually had a second band, yeah. um, which was awesome, but really sucks when you're doing tours... Because like you'd go to the little creature stand and there'd be some drum troop and you'd you lose your voice there and you're like let's go somewhere quieter and then the Al Capones were set up right next to where you're doing your tour yeah, and yeah. Like, it's like mother of but yeah yeah um, but yeah all, over and all um, amazing um, still I haven't seen a, a Jenga tournament as epic as the one that Adrian you were involved in oh, was two that years like ago. the first year or it was a couple yeah. of years ago yeah. Was that the when one when you were wearing your yellow pants, right? Yeah, yeah. Was that the one at the end where the security guards like tipped over? Uh, no, I wasn't. I think it was in two consecutive years. Like the first year, some drunk guy yeah, crash tackled it, it. and okay. then the I second year we got like kicked out. Yeah, so it was at the end of the at, session. At the very and security end, security came like yeah. twice. Like, dude, this is so epic. You need to just back the fuck off. And then he ended up came up and charged down, which is a shame. But yeah, I didn't play it this year actually. I didn't play any Jenga yeah, this year. No. Have you retired? I barely sat down this year. I, did, I kind of re- just retired and defeated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I lost really badly last oh. year. So yeah. I think yeah, but I remember at a point Adrian was so his Jenga tower was so high to get on a chair to start <laughs> actually getting involved. It was, yeah, it was awesome. That was yeah, really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I think overall, um, seeing families and kids in prams yep. and. You know, like um, I thought great. the uh, the ratio of men to women was really good. 
Uh, I reckon there was sessions in Melbourne which was dead set 50 50. Oh, it was, it would have been close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From from uh, my experience, like serving people both in a container bar in Melbourne and behind a brewery bar in Sydney, it was, you know, it might not have been 50 50 at every session, but it was, uh, you know, 60 40 or something, which is mm-hmm. for a beer festival, it, you know, we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction, um, which is good. Uh, yeah, I think what, and I, I just sing their praises, Craig, Guy, and Steve, what they've done every single time is it's a festival for everyone. So you, you have your. Bearded beer nerds. Yeah, you've got, you've, got your, and, you've got your yeah. um, uh, Fletchers sitting down with their spreadsheets. Yeah, you've and got that's that. Fine. You've right. got and but then you've got the family. <laughs> you've got the guy who drinks. You know, he drinks Carlton Draft, but he wants to try something different for the day. And everyone feels welcome. And yeah. Um, so we've talked about the structure of the festival and the organisation. Uh, what did you think about the beers? Look, as every year, there's the wacky and the wonderful and. Um, Hits and misses, yeah. I didn't try too many of the festival beers. Oh, well, I, I tried some of the festival beers, but I didn't go to the container bars too many times. I just kind of flipped, did the stands yep. a lot yeah. this year. I mean, and for me, Gab's is not so much. Like, I think I've done every single Gab's bar the first one at the local tap house. And so I get to the point where, like, I'm over the fact that I won't drink every single beer. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. And I've done yeah. all the sessions. You know, I've done the thing where you have the season pass and you drink every single festival beer. And, like, for me, Gab's at this point is just... a good chance to hang around with some really cool people so to be honest there's very few beers i actually lined up and went to the container bars yep. for it was more just hanging around visiting stands mm-hmm. running into people and that's it's more of a social thing yep, i agree and it just so happened that beers get put poured in front of you or whatever um but it, yeah for me it wasn't like these i have a hit list of beers i have to try um probably some of the craziest beers that i tried this year was I don't even know who did it, but the Thai green curry beer. Yeah, there were, um, there, were there were a few of them. Big Shed. Big Shed yeah, there was, a, there was a different one as well, wasn't there? No, uh, the one I tried there was were Big multiple. Shed, there yeah. were two Thai green curry beers. So I had one Thai green green curry beer, which I think actually someone just you know a lot of people just go, oh Liam have this and they just give you a, yeah and they're like yep that's Thai green curry. The other one was uh, Bright did one as well. Ah oh, okay, so I'm not sure which, which one great I had. Name. Yeah, Yippee Kaye. Yippee Awesome. Yeah, I thought um, the Big Shed was awesome. Like, it just tasted exactly like... Yeah, um, um, the Mountain Goat yeah. Chili Beer, which Oof. is by far the hottest beer I've ever had. In- it was, I, yeah. I didn't dare. It was too hot for me, and if you know me, that's, that's saying something. Yeah, I've got to say, for the first year, and I think it gets announced the day this podcast comes out, but in my opinion, I think it's going to be the... Uh, not my personal opinion, but for my I guess it's going to be the Pirate Life, Pirate Life. Yep. Vanilla Milk Thick Shake, and I really liked it. Uh, and I've been very vocally against all those dessert beers and the adjunct stouts or whatever that's been winning Gabs the last three or four years. But it's funny, I I I appreciate what they've done in the beer. I think it was very well made. It is what they say it is. Wasn't for me though. I just I don't I, know. I'm with you. Tom. I got to try a little bit of it, but then um, I actually went up and got Adia and I went up and got a full glass of of it. Yep. From the stand. So was it poured on nitro on the poured container? on nitro? Yep. But yeah, so Adrian and I went up and had a chat to the guys at Pirate Life, and we got a glass on tap from the from their bar. And uh, yep, it is a vanilla malt thick shake. But then having a full glass when it warms up, it had some amazing tropical fruit characters behind that as well. Yeah. And. I don't know. I, I really liked it, and I've been very vocally against those types of Gabs beers that win. So I'm the opposite. Um, I'm the opposite. I love the sex drugs on Rocky Road, for example. I love the um, uh, the milk and gold, golden sugars, stout uh, time. Yeah. yeah. I think they were I just, all playing to just win. I don't didn't I, get on with yeah. that vanilla thick, but uh, I think Pie Life were playing to win as well, right? Of course, they did. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But um, they took it from a slight. It wasn't super sweet. It wasn't 
was it a dessert beer? I, I guess thought it was well balanced. I yeah. I found it for to me for my palate. I found it quite sweet. And um, but again, that's and I'm I, I appreciate I what they did. Really I really hate yeah. really sweet beers. I think you know I that's yeah. I've really I prefer drier styles. Mm. Um, but I don't know. For me, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. So Brad, did you have it on nitro as well, or was I, it on CO2? No, I didn't. I had it on CO2 at okay. um, the Quarrymans. So maybe it's meant to be for nitro. And maybe it's, it just maybe that's, maybe that's would, why yeah. you didn't like it because I wasn't, wasn't on. Nitro. I wasn't really getting any of the tropical stuff. I was just getting pure <laughs> sweetness. I was getting the malt and the vanilla, yeah, and it was just really, really sweet. So much so that it was making me feel a little bit queasy as I was getting through the schooner. So yeah, I think having it not on nitro would make a big difference. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the nitro, and I know Brad, you're not the biggest fan of it, but there's only this one beer where it actually would have yeah. changed. I think it's because it, it was be designed blended. to be for it. It was designed to be it was, nitro. It was, it, was from... it was designed to kind of have that dull, not super. Over the top flavors. Yeah. So, what was the beer that you guys had that was a complete miss? And like, there's nothing wrong because Gabs is all about experimentation. Maybe it wasn't for you. Maybe the brewers didn't quite hit the mark. What was something that the, the, there's one for me? It wasn't I your favorite. Don't know if we should talk about it because uh, it was awful. Oh, the cheesy uh, one. Yeah, the cheesy one. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that was. All we should, I, 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 I think that was universally was. panned. Uh, yeah. The Bent Spoke Joe Carb. Yeah, and we we love Bent Spoke, um, but. I, 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 see, did I, not, I, I did not meet one person who tr- who liked it. Yeah, I didn't get to try the beer. Um, I was hanging around the Ben Spoke stand, and all I could smell was cheese. Yeah, I. I it was kind of. To be gross. honest, I was standing. I was. I forget who was next to them in Sydney, but I was sitting there standing. I was like, oh, someone's had a bit of a cheeky vom, and I realised it was just the the butyric acid it coming was, from that, yeah. that beer. And, yeah. and my my question is is why don't you pull it? What's the why do you keep it on? Well, it depends. What is that? What they wanted the beer to be? Is I it don't meant know. to be cheesy? I think it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I yeah. I didn't have a chance to speak to Richard. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to speak to anyone from Ben Spoke. It was very out of character for Ben Spoke beer. Yeah, from what I understand. But I personally didn't get to try it. I but agree. yeah. But um, I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with having a beer to cause yeah. discussion. No, I I I just th- this was in my mind just out and out bad. It wasn't like a this isn't for me. It was. Do you know what I mean? I, I I don't think it was something that's like subjectively. But unless mm. unless you can talk to Richard or whoever brewed the beer or someone from Ben Spoke about what they were trying to get sure. out of that beer, you yeah. can't make that call. That's, I think. that's fair. So yeah, um, I do. Uh, there were a couple of beers I did really really like though um, that we haven't talked about. I think uh, Sailor's Grave did the Milky oh, Way. I, I didn't the, try that one. Um, it was the a, it was cherry. A, no no no. Custard apple. Yeah, the custard um, apple. The the yeah. Calpus. Yeah, beer. So loved it. Was, it. Oh, that was on last night. I didn't, didn't try it. Though. I love that. That's beer. on at the best of Gabs at the Tap House, yeah, which is yeah. give that a go tomorrow. Yeah. Out. So this podcast comes out on Friday on Saturday. The local yeah. Tap House. No, is no, on no, Friday. It's, no, it's, it's on, on Friday. Friday. It's today. It's on Friday. So the day the this podcast comes day out of this episode, yeah. head to the Tap House because they've got um, a really the Milky Way is really good. The other uh, one I really Loop and Fog from Loop and Fog was really good. Loop and Fog was probably my favorite. Really good. And the Little River Brewing from Tasmania, there Little Liquor, which was a cherry liquor. Uh, it was a red licorice, yeah. um, so kind of like those sweet red licorice ropes. Red licorice Schwarzbier dark lager. It's sweet, but it wasn't cloyingly sweet. It wasn't mm. overly sweet, and I just, I just loved it. That was that I, was. I for don't me. like red licorice. This, um, I probably I've, hate it. I've been chasing Gab's beers since the festival. So I went to Sweeney's on uh, Sunday. I went to the Quarrymans yesterday. I'm going to plan on going to the, the tap house as well to, for theirs. And I think you've also so tried I've, what we're currently yeah, drinking as well. Exactly. Um, yeah. You went to the brewery to Correct. try the, went the to, wayward, funky hobby Went to wayward. Um, the two that have stood out for me so far that I'd add to your list of, of top ones were the, the Merchant 
whatever the fruit tingle. Yeah, the I fruit really like. I didn't get a chance to try that, but I that, thought that was great. Yeah, that had great, really, really, great really solid. That's on yeah. my top ten, yeah. and probably my favourite so far was the Three Ravens Mango Lassi. Yeah, okay. I thought that was. That's great. another one I didn't try that I had some really good. That's on tomorrow. From. That's on at the tap house. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Another one that I actually really enjoyed, but I didn't actually try it at Gabs. I tried it post Gabs. Was um, did anyone try Batches Gabs beer? Yeah, the, yeah. I had a, I had, a, I had, a I had a quick taste at um, Batch. Yeah. Current, current state, state of, of infusion. infusion, yeah, which is a coffee black currant sour. Um, you know, everyone knows my um, my allegiance to Batch, but I I really like that beer. I thought it was really good. Cool. Uh, I really the enjoyed. Seren did a coffee sour Ooh, yes. as well. I didn't I like that. that. Everyone, everyone was it. raving about I it. Didn't I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try like that, it. but I heard some really good feedback. I loved it. So. That's also at the tap house. So. Yeah. I did really like the um, the Stockade Mountie. Uh, the, I like that as well. The that, maple syrup. It's a sweet stout. stout. Yeah. I did well, have a small serve. I didn't have a full glass. I had a so, full, uh, full glass. Like a du- yeah. So at the start of um, session one. <laughs> Straight after the thick shake. In, in Melbourne. <laughs> so you can imagine the AIBA Awards start at 11 o'clock p.m. And so they finish at you know, a reasonable hour. I don't know, 4.30, 5 o'clock, whatever. So by the time you go home and back at Gab's at 11, you're feeling pretty fresh. You know, you're totally sober. And someone from Stockade gives you a full glass of the Mountie as a breakfast. I, um, I had that happen to me basically as well. Yeah, it's it's a good, it's a hearty breakfast beer. Um, I would good poured over hotcakes. Oh, legit! Oh. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, so good. it has yeah. so much maple with bacon on top. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's so it's yeah. it's sickly sweet, but in a nice way for me. The way that maple syrup is, like it's yeah, uh, yeah. You know, uh, that was cool. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, um, I found Kane from Stockade dressed as the Mountie. That was uh, as disturbing as the actual beer. Yeah, it was but, pretty traumatizing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I'll ever be able to describe that. Uh, we'll put a picture of that in the show notes, right? Oh, God, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Put it behind I a want, link. I want that. For work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want Facebook to delete all evidence of that. <laughs> Big ups for Kane for winning the fucking dress-up awards. Yeah. Yeah. That was surprising. disturbing, but like he came correct, yeah. <laughs> what do we think of the beers we've had so far? Yeah, well, so we had uh, Gosa and uh, I believe so, What do you think of the Gosa? It was okay. It. it was a pretty yeah. straight Gosa. Yeah. So yeah. Um, was, was it what? Like a rye... So it is a kettle soured seawater gosa with rye malt. West Wind's broadside finishes a citrusy gin sling with subtle spice and US hops. So this is the second year that they've um, uh, collabed with West Wind, and the second year it's had rye in it because last year was the um, uh, yes the Reuben sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think I preferred this one. I didn't not, have not the that I don't like sandwich. this. This is really tasty. I had the Reuben sandwich because they had like little Reuben arancinis yeah. off oh, okay. their stand, so um, it drew uh, me to it. And I had um, it on tap at the Albert for quite a bit afterwards yeah. as well. Yeah, I just missed it completely. Um, look, it's nice. I think in if I had it at Gabs, it would have got lost amongst a sea of other beers. Yeah, it's a nice yeah, beer, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Um, and the funky hoppy people. Um, this is a beer I had a couple of. Yeah. So this the- is a Brett fermented kettle sour uh, that was dry hopped yep. with a lot of. Uh, I think Denali, which is a new, yeah. like, juicy, spicy hop. Uh, Simcoe and Citra, I believe. Oh, no, Mosaic, not Citra. Simcoe I really like it. Um, yeah. No, it's good. Very yeah. bretty again. Yeah, it's still, yeah. it's that same Brett strain as the pineapple hand grenade. Where, like, yeah. now it's warmed up. There's a lot of, like, that pineapple. tin pineapple yep. on the nose. Yep. I wanted some more of that Brett character to come through, so I wouldn't mind holding on to a few bottles of this to... Yeah, you will lose a bit of that hops, yeah. but that um, yeah, I just be interested to see how it, how it changes over time. For yep. me, for me, it's really nice. It's uh, you know, it does exactly what we want it to do. It doesn't quite have the wow factor of it's, the funky um, pineapple for me. It's real for me. It's really really drinkable, and it's six percent. Uh, Love it, six percent. Yeah. Well, what? Yep. 
Yep. It's oh. very well balanced for 6%. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's 6. a, it's a great smasher. And a pint of that at the brewery would go down very, very well. It did. It did? You can, you can attest? I can yeah. attest, absolutely. Cool. Yep. So one of, the, um, one of the big news items that was uh, announced just after Gabs was that the tap house in Sydney has been sold. Yeah, and um, I think it was really cool. Um, it was, I actually found out about it from the guys who bought it at Gabs in Sydney. So I think that day they signed the contract. They, they signed it the morning of yeah. Sydney Gabs. Which yeah. is, I think was really cool. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah I, I, met, I, I met those guys as well at Gabs. Uh, James and, and his brother. Yeah, James Thorpe, his, yeah. who is the operations manager at the Newtown Hotel. Yeah, right and now. that's how I got to meet James with him working at Newtown Hotel. And he was a good operator, had, really, had his stuff together. And so, yeah, it was at Gabs in Sydney. He came up, he's like, oh, Liam, have you heard the news? And like, uh, Gabs? And he's like, no, no, no. I just bought the tap house. I'm like, so what? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm really stoked. And I, I've been in contact with James over the last couple of days, talking about everything. And um seems that he's got a really... I'm really excited to see what the guys do. They're really keen to put some serious man hours and be on the floor, which I th- kind of think that's what... That's what Gabs I was always, missing. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. what, what Tap House Sydney always needed. Yep. Yeah, and I think he's, they've got a really good line of communication with Guy and Steve and... Guy and Steve are giving them a lot of direction and helping them out with a lot of things as well. So, I, and they're committed I think it's to really exciting. Good and, to hear. Yeah. and I think at this stage, they get what the local tap house is yeah. and they don't want to go in and start knocking down walls and going, This doesn't happen, this is unchanged. I think they really get what makes the tap house work. And I think they, I think they have a pretty good idea of what yeah. they need to change. Yeah, I think they recognise it. Just needs a bit of TLC and hands on. Uh, yeah, and I think a lot hours. of people were really concerned about, oh, is Alstar going to happen? Is this going to happen? And I think everyone just needs to chill. Yeah, I think they've, I think they've got it. So yeah. So they, they, they've committed to keeping it craft and continuing that. And that's, I think that's the, the biggest thing. They're just going to drop the yeah. local out of the name. It's still going to be called the Tap House, which is great. Which is what we call it anyway. So. Exactly. I, I, you know, maybe I sometimes call it the local, but. Yeah, I used yeah, to call it the local house. like five years ago. Yeah, then it's not the tap house. Tap yeah, house. Um, so yeah. I think that's a really good thing to do. Yeah, I, I think they've got it right. I, I, um, yeah, I'm, and, I'm really, I'm really stoked because I'm. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a very good thing for for the Sydney beer industry and for that pub, which I, which holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, and I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. I think it just, it's needed a little TLC for a little, a little while. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it needs, it, yeah, and. Like I said, I, I can speak no wheels of, of Guy and Steve and the whole Tap House crew, but I think they know what I think the guys know what needs to happen and know what what needs to stay the same. So yeah, I'm really excited. Alrighty, um, should we take a quick break? Yeah, before we do, I'd like to thank our sponsor. Who's uh, our sponsor? Dave's Travel and Events Group. Ah, oh, they're legends. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are legends. Um, and they they offer a few different beer related services. That we'll talk about, but first let's mention Dave's Brewery Tours and their upcoming trip to Bright. So in our last episode, we discussed the Bright Brewery Darker Days Festival, which is a winter beer festival that's happening down at the Bright Brewery. And I was really excited because, to my knowledge so far, this is the first style-specific beer festival in yeah. Australia. Unless anyone can prove me wrong, but yeah. I think that's what we were discussing um, last from, time. Yeah. yeah, And we were really excited and we were trying to figure out ways to go and the guys at Dave's got excited about it as well. And so they're offering a VIP package that includes a bus there and back. Food, beer. 
Yeah. Yeah. So basically, a bit of context for that is um, I'm going to claim credit for this one because, you know, we're sitting at, at Gab's in Melbourne and was, me and Dave were there, you know, hanging around. And then James and Bright came up. And I was like, oh, James, tell me a little bit more about this dark beer festival you've got going on. And Dave's ears sort of pricked up a little bit. And so basically, we're talking about the festival. And I was like, Dave, you know what? I really want to go. And then Dave had that couple of beers. He was pretty happy. He was like, Let's take a bus down. I'm like, all right, Dave. I reckon that's a that's a legend of an idea. So, um, so what we're doing is offering a bit of a service. Where Dave and I are going to go down. I think you guys um, are coming. I know. I'm, I'm going to go down. So um, we were like, look, if we're going to go down, why don't we sort of open up a few seats and see if anyone wants to come join us? Yeah. So it's going to be a big day. So we're leaving Sydney from 7:30 in the morning from Dave's, um, which is right behind Batch. Very easy to get to. Yep. Some good coffee cafes and stuff around the corner so we can get a a load in. But we'll get to Bright by about two. So the Bright Darker Days Festival is free, but um, the guys at Bright are sick legends. So basically what we're going to get, once we get there, we're going to have a VIP us-only brewery tour of of the brewery. Uh, have any of you guys been to Brightbury before? No, I have not. not. Really cool setup. So we're going to get a, uh, there. We're going to get a, a, a pizza dinner from Bright. We're going to get a free beer on arrival. Um, and then we're basically going to get you there and back. Um, so we'll drop you off at your hotels or wherever you're staying in Bright so you can drop your luggage off. You know, we'll do the usual Dave's snacks and some waters on the bus. And I think Dave mentioned something about a possible sneaky bottle share on the ride down. Cheeky bottle bus. share? Mm-hmm. The yeah. side of that. Nice. Cheeky bottle share. Responsibly on the bus. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm um, in as well. Yeah. Yep. So if you head on, if you can see on Facebook, we've posted some stuff. You can hit us up at info at daves.com.au. And the link will um, be in the show notes as well. Link will be in the show yeah. notes. So uh, we've only got 11 spots and I think you, you guys and I are taking a couple of them. So there's not a lot of spots left. It's going to be sick. But yeah, basically it's the first ever, as far as I'm aware, first ever like winter beer that's the real time. Um, so um, we did get something on Twitter. Uh, it was from the Canberra Twitter account. Uh, I believe they're based in Canberra. I think so. Um, they said, for what it's worth, Wigan Pen uh, has their annual Dark Fest as well. Yeah, I mean, um, people have had dark, dark beer tap tapes, yeah. but this is a, I'm talking about a festival. A bit, you know, a, and a like, bigger, um, yeah. just having a look, there's like Black Dog Brewery, which I haven't had much of their beers. I'm really keen to try. Blizzard Brewing, which is another high, high mountains yep. uh, on, the, on the trail up there. Bridge Road, Sweetwater. I'm pretty keen. And if anyone's been to Gab's, you saw that Bright had this giant wooden X on their stand. Yeah. The highlight of the festival is at the end of the night, they're going to burn that. Yeah. And that sounds pretty cool to me. So, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so, on top of that, Dave's travel and events also offers a bunch of brewery tours around Sydney, Hunter Valley. Newcastle. Newcastle. Canberra. Canberra. Yep. Canberra. Yep. yep. Dave's pub walks and yeah. Dave's events. Yep. Yeah. So we've, if you want anything to do with beer, you want to go on a tour, you want to have a beer event in your office, you want to go for a pub walk, Dave's got you covered. Check out daves.com.au. That's it. For yeah. more information. Awesome. Sessionable. And we're back. What do we have in front of us right now? So this is the 8-Wired Cosmic Chaos Sour Black IPA. So yet another funky sour beer in there's... the Dan Murphy's six-pack. Yeah, so there's quite a few. Um Funky beers in the... I think there's, there's three funky beers. Three sour beers. Three sour beers. So the, yeah. the, the three that we've had. Like Should we that. talk about what other beers are in the Dan Murphy's pack? Yeah, so we have the Chur Chocolate Fish and Milk Stout beer. Yep. There's the Blackman's Brewery... Um, Espresso Kolsch. That's the one. Uh, and then there's, um, I think, the weakest of the lot, really. The oh, Easy yeah. Boys Roy- Roy- Royal Tannenbaum. Yeah. I, mm, the Imperial yeah. Gunamata. That actually was my favourite beer, again. I Yeah, that was, so, was fantastic. Controversially, I didn't have it at Gab's because I it was I knew it was coming out in the 
Gab's six packs, but then I found out that the the Gab six pack versions are brewed locally, yeah. whereas the Gab's kegs are from NZ. New Zealand. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was I a different beer. So well, when it's a I different ha- brew of the same recipe. Yeah, yeah, same recipe, different yeah. brewery. So when I had it at bit a few after Gab's, I yep. think it was an Australian keg, yep. and it apparently it tasted really different. Which I, did I you loved prefer? it. I didn't have it at Gab's. Ah, right. So I made yeah, the poor so decision actually, of not having um, it at Gab's. I actually spent a good time talking to Johnny from Nomad and experienced it at their stand at Gab's and amongst a, a, a whole bunch of stuff. They actually um, had a fair bit of Yeasty Boys on, and it was talking about the ones that were brewed in Sydney and the ones that weren't. And I had... Um, the reason I went there is because it was breakfast time on, on I think it was Saturday or, uh, in Melbourne, and I hadn't had my tea for the morning, so I was like, I'm going to have a kind of matter for breakfast. Matter. Yeah. yeah, and um, I, to option. me that yeah made makes perfect, a lot of sense. Perfect sense. Apparently yeah. for other people it was a bit strange, but um, but yeah, we're talking about the the Easty Boys beers they're brewing in Sydney, and I think they're some of the best Easty Boy beers I've had, and maybe some of that. And controversially, I know Stu. Um, thinks that Gabs is, oh, uh, sorry, uh, kind of matters a beer that can age really well. Having it from the Sydney brewery, I don't know if it was a freshness thing or just from a different brewery, I th- thought the beer was really good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the version that I had, but um, especially Lee was saying that the Gabs version was amazing. Yeah. I think it depends on, on what you like because I was blown away by the the one that I had at Bitterfew as yeah. well. Apparently it was a lot fruitier, tasted really fresh, and I was yeah. Yeah, I, I was quite it. taken aback by that. That's yeah. not what I was expecting. It was really fresh and fruity. But it was it was a I think both versions for me. I I uh, wasn't paying a lot of attention, so I didn't realise that they were they were two different batches basically. Uh, and I enjoyed both a lot. So Yeah. Um, I that was, yeah. I think that's my pick for Gabs. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's definitely on my my top ten. Um, one of the other ones that I had at Gab's that I didn't mention earlier was um, from the cider stand, the uh, the Willie Smiths. Ooh, I was yeah. really disappointed. Um, I didn't get to try any yeah. of the ciders really from good. the cider stand. Yeah. I had I, yeah, the the Willie Smiths Wild from their stand. I researched quite a fair bit. But um, yeah, because so. last year the actual cider stand was something that we did on the tours and it was really cool and... There were some great ciders there, so I still noticed there was a lot of scratchings on the cider stand. Yeah, I'm, cider. I'm not sure yeah. what that what that's yeah. about. There were a couple of scratchings across. It, it always happens, you know. It's, some um, of it's logistics. Some of it, like, and I think it's great if a brewer thinks their beer is not quite up to the, where they want it to be and to pull it out. I think that's awesome. Yeah, There's plenty of other beers to fill those holes, but yeah. So the I think the, the just back to the Dan Murphy six pack quickly. Um, I think we can say pretty categorically that it's worth it, right? Like it's, oh, yeah. it's a I good think, six pack. I think it's better than last year's. This isn't a shill for Dan Murphy's. They don't pay us anything. No. Yeah, I would love that'd, that'd be great, space. wouldn't it? Oh, some dance <laughs> money, that'd be nice. Yeah, I think, it's, it. I think it's better than any previous six pack actually that they've done. Yeah, or four um, pack or whatever. And I been. think um, I'm not sure who put it all together. I'm sure the, the Gabs guys had a fair bit to do with it, but the mix of beers. Yeah. Is really cool. It's three from Australia, three from New Zealand. Yeah, and I think three sours. Three sours. Yeah. I think um, some dark, yeah. some you know. Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a good mix. Good mix of beers, and like it gives you. It actually is a good sampler of what you would expect going At to Gabs, Gabs right? But, yeah, and I think that they nailed that on the head this year, yeah. a bit more than last year. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't. Yeah, I, I, I like no the six pack last yeah, year. Um, I, but I think this year it is, it is more of a Gab six pack, I think. I, yeah. I don't know why you liked it because it had your favourite beer. Yeah, so I, yeah. I basically bought 24 of them so I could have a case of uh, yeah. Negroni IPA. But uh, I told you, just rip open yeah. the boxes. Yeah, no, you can listen. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, but anyway, I think uh, great mix. Yeah. Um, so thumbs and up from Central. Awesome because beers that, I mean, we can't get Cher here. Um, the, you know, the mix of beers I thought was really good. Loved it. And the fact they had some cans in there as well. They yeah. mixed it up. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Nailed it. The only kind of blip this year was that they kind of accidentally sold a few six-packs in between Gab's Melbourne and Sydney. 
so I, I, I'm assuming like the embargo would be similar. Like, so in Melbourne, after Gabs in Melbourne, you could buy the the Dan Murphy six packs there. So they were being sold in Melbourne, uh, in, in, in Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, 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 and I, I'm assuming. I think like, that's just a logistics screw up. I, I don't think it's. It's probably not. It's just a staffing thing. Like, because yeah. you would have to ship them all out so they'd be in stores and time, ready to go. Yeah, and yeah. like, I mean, I think the brewers have always done a really good job of getting embargoed beers out to venues. I mean, I remember back when Tom and I worked in the pump house getting kegs from Doc and literally had police tape all over it. It's like, do not tap until the estate. <laughs> yeah. And the brewers have always done a really good job with that. When you have something like Dan's and how many people work in a Dan's store, stores, how many different yeah. stores, like, I think that's just a, yeah, it's just a scale thing. Does but, it um, really matter though? I mean, was there anyone who has gone, oh, I've got a six pack now, I'm not going to bother going to Gab's? I don't yeah, think that's really yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Right. And my understanding is the people who got one beforehand actually asked and got one from at the back. So they didn't even hit the shelves. They were like, but at the back and yeah. Oh, maybe there were some on the shelves at some stores. Look, yeah, I don't think it's, it's, an, it's unfortunate, but it's just a, you have to get into Gab's to get the exposure out to the, to everyone, yeah. and that's kind of something that's going to happen. Yeah. It's a shame, but I don't think it's a, it's a deal breaker yeah. for me. I don't think it's a huge thing. I'm I'm I, I'm guessing that Gab's are a little bit miffed that it happened, but well, they they do a lot of work to yeah. ensure that the beers are only available at Gab's for the first time, and there has been instances in the past where someone has sold beers beforehand and they've had to pull the and beers they've been out of yeah. yeah. it. Yeah, and I respect them for holding sticking to their guns with that. But look, as the festival grows and gets bigger and bigger, these Man, are, these things are going to happen. They're growing pains, right? And I can guarantee you, it won't happen next year. If so, yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting that Sweeney's um, advertised their post Gabs session to start at eleven thirty on the night of uh, of Saturday. Well, the embargo was technically at eleven thirty-one, I guess. So, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. that's short. Why not? Uh, Were they open for thirty minutes or something? Yeah, well, I don't know how long it's open till one o'clock, isn't it? Oh, it's one a.m. till one a.m. So, so an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah. yeah, I have heard um, stories of venues who um, basically were refusing service to anyone who walked in on Saturday with a, a Gabs wristband on because they knew where they were yeah. beforehand. Because, <laughs> um, you know, Saturday day session was the busiest session ever. of Gabs ever. 5,000 5, people, people yeah. in it's one huge. place. Um, that's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but it, it ran smoothly. Like, that's the, yeah. you know. Um, and I think that's the only issue is just the night session is how to get home afterwards because it was a... Yeah, I know, it was a forty-five dollar Uber, 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 Uber for me. Yeah, yeah forty-five buck Uber for me. But I think um, Wayward owes me some of that money anyway. I've got to admit so, that yeah. that was kind of a bit of what put me off was the idea of getting home at the end of that night session. Oh, trust yeah. me, by the time I walked out, I didn't give two. two yeah, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't remember getting home, so I think it worked out really well. <laughs> yeah. It was more. It was the thing that made it expensive. Is not about how you're getting home. Is it how you're helping everyone else get home as yeah. well? And who needed yep. help getting home? Yeah. Yeah. Has, um, there, has there been any word on Gab Sydney for next year yet? No, no word yet. But I have heard that the tech park is back open. For yeah, bookings. I heard that as so, well. Yeah. Uh, I don't I think don't it's know. going to be open for bookings for Gabs next year. I, My I understanding know. is they have it the contract for a year. I've I've heard different, but I don't know. I've, I've heard that it's open. For, if it's open that time next year, but I, I could be wrong. Um, so Dalton House, who have the events rights for Gab mm-hmm. for ATP at the moment, have yeah. it for a year. Yeah, okay. Um, who knows? I'm happy for it be, to be out of Homebush. I just wish it was more than one day. I think that's Look, the, uh, and yeah. that's a growing thing of it. It, it, it. There was more people in the two sessions at Homebush over the three sessions at ATP last year. 
Um, my one thing was let's just work on a better way to get people home after the night session, and I think you'll get more people get yeah, there. I agree. Um, yeah, like express trains to central or something. Yeah, that's a that's hard to. But, yeah, you know, buses. Special I don't know. Event I don't buses, know. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, that's something for Guy and Stephen Craig to work so on to figure it out. And that you know, like we said, they they improve on it year on year on year. So that's something I'm sure they bet. that they're yeah. probably already working on. Exactly. And you know, I remember speaking to them last year at Gabs, and they already had the the wristband solution for this year before they even did last yep. year. So I'm sure it's already on the forefront of their mind. So I have no doubt they'll yep. they'll improve it next year. So yeah, we do have a f- couple of news items yep. uh, before we get Super to recommendations. Quickly. Uh, firstly, on um, yeah, firstly on uh, Curse Watch, the br- the brewery, <laughs> the curse is broken. The curse is broken because well, we, we didn't talk about we, it. We have in the past, though. Yeah, we have talked about the brewery in the past. Mm. So, but well, been, how long have we been yeah. doing this for? You can't yeah. be like, yeah. come on. remember <laughs> six years ago we took this one brewery. <laughs> yeah, remember Carlton? How we mentioned them like <laughs> seventy years ago? Now they're huge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they've been fifty uh, percent stakes been bought by a private equity firm. Yep. Um, so that's pretty much all the news there. Yeah, it's not really a big buyout news. It's kind of like just a expansion news. I disagree. Yeah, yeah. I think with the whole CBIA being IBA and the fact that we're actually the first country in the world to actually consider private equity as a form of buyout. Yep. Um, I think it. I don't see the difference between a major corporation buying you out or a private investment firm that's still a buyout. Fair enough. And I don't, I don't say like I'm never going to drink the brewery again. I'm dipping all my brewery yep. throws, uh, you know, down the sink. I've got a bottle of share this at my fridge at home. At exactly right. So have I. But I, I, I personally see that as being the same thing. If you're bought by another corporation or you're bought by a private equity firm, it's still a change of ownership. Yeah. But when it's seventy percent. Then, yeah, that's a. Pretty, I think I think fifty percent yeah. is fifty percent is so, pretty so the, big. So and I think there's a bit of a hypocrisy there because um, Brewdog copped a lot of flack because the same company that invested in vitamin water bought Brewdog and there's a but vitamin, also PBR, not just vitamin water. Yeah, I so think they probably copped more flack for vitamin water uh, than anything. So, but, so for me, um, I do agree with you that it's a buyout. But for me, the difference is if they're being bought out by someone who has ties to the beer industry already, ties to the drinks industry. That's that's a bigger deal for me because that doesn't matter. They're still having to report. I, no, I agree. I do agree, but but the, it's more about the strategy of why did they buy it? I think oh, buying out to my... another brewery, but probably, I mean, and I'm, this is my personal opinion, that at least you're buying out to an, an industry person that actually understands the beer industry. Buying out to a private equity firm, sure. firm yeah. it's purely a dollars and cents thing. In my um, opinion, but it's also opinion. it's a it's yeah. a it's almost a necessarily evil for growth. But I like, right. I mean, I do like the fact they've announced it. They're open about it. There's lots of breweries have had, yep. private invest, private equity investments who, who just haven't carry on as I, business yeah, as usual. Um, so that's one thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and Liam, you mentioned uh, that. So the CBIA, the Craft Beer Industry Association, uh, it's the Independent Breweries Association, right? Yep. Um, and this has been on the boil for a long time. Yeah, we, I mean, we've know. spoken about this yeah. uh, in, in previous episodes, uh, but it's finally happened. And basically their definition of independent is uh, 20% uh, or more owned by another company, right? Another company with an interest in... In, in... in drinks, isn't it? Or is it in alcohol? I can't remember the exact wording, but yeah. Um, yeah, look, when they first made announcements that this is they're moving down this path i was ah and then you know when um i actually really liked the lion chuck han letter they wrote when they pulled out and the writing was on the sand whatever but i think they raise all these points about equity yeah and i think i really like the ruling how they've 
draw that line in the sand about what makes it. And I think we're actually at this point worldwide industry leading about how you draw that line. Yeah. And there's a lot of attention happening in the States about actually these guys, instead of just putting a leaderage thing on it, this is actually maybe a smarter way to, to measure that. And I, I think it's, yeah, we need to differentiate. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. Um, I like a lot of things that the big guys do. I think, you know, the White Rabbit's, beer they're pouring out of a barrel at Gabs in Melbourne. Beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. But we need to have this differentiator somewhere. Yep. And I think I they've actually done a really good job of how they classify that. So, uh, yeah, hats yep. off to them. Um, I, I think that they've done a good job. I really like it. But yep. no, no, what, what are your guys' thoughts on the IBA? I, I, I'm completely with you. I think it's uh, something that needed to happen, um, and it's happened. Does it need to happen? I don't know. Uh, I think that for the CBIA to be what we as an industry want it to be, it needed to happen. I think it, I think it did need to happen because some people didn't want to join the, the CBIA or the IBA because of this reason. Fort because Pines of the big breweries being there. A Famously. very, very vocal aspect. But I don't know. Just Play to play devil's advocate for a second, how different is Four Pines from Lion Nathan? The, no, I, I, yeah. As far as scale, um, does the interest of Four Pines reflect the interest of someone like Shark Islands? And, you know, I don't know. Um, but I also think that, uh, you know, there are certain things that, uh, are in place that benefit the larger breweries that detriment, that are detriments to the smaller breweries. And those are the things that the IBA should be fighting to change. And they weren't for the past, however many years they've existed. Yeah. Uh, and, and whether that's because the big boys were part of them or whatever reason they haven't, I don't think they've been doing what we want them to do as an, as a industry Association, the, effectively our lobby group. And what do you mean by that? Then not doing what you would want so, them to do. So uh, there, tax there are breaks and tax, everything. Not just even tax breaks. So I think the big thing that's on the horizon at the moment is treating vessel sizes um, equally and excise equally. So uh, we won't get into this now, but basically, I think there's a, there's a, a bunch of issues that affect craft breweries in a massive way that actually kind of play into the hands of the larger breweries and. Uh, they're things that everyone wants to change, but nothing's getting done about it. And that is where the CBIA or the IBA should come in. That's that's what their role in the industry is. This is no, uh, this is not me having a go at them. I think they are fantastic, and I think they need to exist. And I think they have done some awesome stuff, but I don't think they've done enough. Uh, and moving, making the switch to independent breweries only, hopefully, will mean that they represent the concerns of those breweries more. That, that, that's my hope. I don't, I don't know whether it will, but that's my I'm, hope. I'm not convinced. I'm not sure this kind of arbitrary definition change is going to make too much of a difference, but, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. I'd like to see... I, I disagree. always like to see somebody standing up for the little guys, but, yeah, by dropping some of their bigger um, bigger known brands or, you know, bigger breweries um, who probably hold a bit of sway themselves, I'm not convinced that's going to hmm. help them out, but we'll see. We'll see. So on that subject, um, has anyone read today the... Um, the announcement of a class action lawsuit. Yes, that's very interesting. Um, In regards to tap contracts? Yeah. So this um, follows on, I think they said it was, what, two years and four months? Three years and four so, months. So uh, it's been very prominent about the ACCC has <laughs> been an ongoing um, investigation into cap yep. contracts. And, you know, mainly CUB and Line, Line Nathan about um, how they're restricting and is it against the law with their tap contracts? Um, yeah, I think it's three years and four, four months, months. Yeah, since the um, ACCC and their ruling was due in December last, last year, year, and we're still here. And my understanding is rumblings with the industry is that that's going to amount to nothing. 
Um, so we have had an announcement today from a law firm that specialises in class action lawsuits in regards to the fact that they're actually putting a opening up to breweries to, to jump on board for a class action yep. in regards to tap contracts. Um, and I think this is the, this charge is being led by Mazan at, at Hawkers. Who is, yeah, I'm, I, I know he's involved um, and um, he's been probably the most vocal person yep. in, the, in the industry in Australia about this clause. Uh, so, yeah, um, very interesting to see how that And how that passes. develops, yeah. yeah. So we, we don't have, we, that, that came out today as, as of recording, so we don't have a lot to say about it, but... Well, that's a cause yeah. I can get behind. Yeah. It's one that I feel quite strongly about. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but that is an example of one of those things. That that's yeah. as a you know as an example. Um, should we move on? Um, yeah. Let's let's uh, before we get to recommendations. What, what, oh, what yeah. do you think of this beer? Yeah. So this I is. I was going to say I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. It's really tasty. Great really flavour. Um, Brad, you've got the bottle. What are you? What are we? It's the Chur um, Chocolate Fish Milk Stout beer. So chocolate fish being a uh, pink marshmallow. Candy that's shaped like a fish. Uh, popular in New popular Zealand. Popular in New Zealand, apparently, yes. But uh, you can really get that kind of sweet. You know what? This reminds yeah. me of it. And I don't know. Has anyone done a pineapple lump spear yet? Uh, not that I can think of. Yeah. That's an interesting one. It'll be this almost, nails it. I, almost I mean, like a pineapple flavor black IPA type thing, right? Is that, is that what yeah, you're thinking? But it's got to have that lacto chocolate thing for the chocolate, and lactose, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. I think it's marshmallowy. Yeah. It's, I think it hits it is, the nail it, on the it head. Does. Yeah. It's, it's Great really, job. It's really good. Um, yeah. This is a brewery that we don't get a chance to have yeah. a lot of in Australia. Any beers of them? Um, um, besides Gab's last year? Yeah. Was, and I know they're working on it because that, that's why they're called Chur. So in, in New, this is the we've talked about. Yeah. This. In New Zealand, they're Behemoth. Uh, yeah. And in Australia, they're Chur due to trademark things. Um, and is it Andrew, who's the head and, Yeah, Andrew Charles. Yeah, is a, who is I met a, at Gab's last really year. Really nice guy. Yeah. Top bloke. Top uh, I, I ran into him this year's Gab's as well. Oh, was he here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I think... It was was it Gabs last year that Yeasty Boys had their pop up bar at Catfish? Was it the year before yeah, last I think year? That was last year, yeah. Where they had basically Yeasty Boys and Friends, and there was a, a lot of their yeah. beers on there. And yeah, really impressed with what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, love it. Great. So, and and this so this is uh, yeah so this is in the Gab six packs that six pack that we talked about, and it is really really tasty. Mm. I really like it. Awesome. Um, recommendations? Yeah. Cool. All right. How about some beers? I'm actually going to recommend a Gab's beer uh, that you should be able to find in New South Wales and probably some parts <laughs> of Victoria and maybe Queensland. And it's the Akasha Lupulin Fog. Great beer. Really good. Uh, New England style IPA. Pretty much nailed everything except for the bitterness. Probably could have used a bit less bitterness, but it was very close to everything that uh, so, a, as a bit New of a England IPA should that be. Beer, so Benny Miller, who works at um, Akasha... And also uh, is one of the co-collaborators for the, all the uh, Bucket Boys beers. Okay, yep. So um, the Bucket Boys, and they were not boiled or whatever, like whatever. And the Hawks were Long name John gave that beer. Um, so that basically, this is in the unofficial way, the version two of that. So oh, okay, cool. This is the second New England IPA. So, and um, I think there was a few, like I, I, at the time I thought that the Bucket Boys one was probably the closest I've had in Australia to that style. Mm. Bit too much bitterness, and I think he's. They've made some improvements that Ben's learnt from that beer into the Akasha beer, and I, I rate it. Great beer. Yeah, I can't cool. believe you said you thought it could do with less bitterness. I found it. Oh, like it was syrup. fine. It was fine for a <laughs> West Coast IPA, but for a New England IPA, it was, it was a bit too fuck. bitter. I think it was awesome. It was really. It was still pretty really juicy, sweet, and but uh, yeah. I, I struggled a bit with it. I've got to say, you didn't like it. Controversial, but I, I, had, I had a couple. Found of glasses. it too sweet again. Uh, I'm going to say my palate was um, very settled in by the time I had that beer. Yeah, yeah. but I really enjoyed it. 
Um, Tom? Okay, so I'm going to recommend um, a beer that I've been loving a lot, uh, and it'll be in top, my top five at the end of the year. It's probably not great for this weather, but uh, I'd still recommend trying it. It's the Moondog Beer Can, and I went through and I checked. I haven't recommended it yet. Um, <laughs> beer Can's killer. Beer Can is awesome. It's there. It's, it's a pale lager. It's in a really colourful can, but it's also it's blended with fresh, uh, is it cold pressed. Guava? Yeah, tropical fruit juice is all yeah. I've got. Um, not a lot of it. It's not like. Super juicy, but it's just a little hint of it, and it just turns it into just something super smashable. Nice. And, so basically, um, the boys at Moondog wanted to make a beer. I think it comes in twelve packs. Is that uh, ten packs? Ten I packs. Yeah. So it's a beer that they could price at a really solid price. Yeah. And it comes in a ten pack of tinnies, and they're like neon purple almost. It's like really yeah, colourful purple. Yeah. 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 And uh, so it's just a really blue. juicy pale ale, but they've actually added pale some lager. fruit juice into it to yeah. pale lager, sorry, to juicify it a little bit yeah. more. Okay. It is smashable. It's so yeah, smashable. Yeah, it's I good, can go, yeah. like you I'll I'll it's kind of like I'll, a shandy even. It's but it's not as sweet as a shandy. Like yeah, it's close. Yeah. It's but it's um, I know some uh, very classic beer people who didn't like that beer because of the fruit edition. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. it's more no. for it. It's barbecue beer. It like, is so yeah. barbecue. So I will yeah. be when when summer comes back around, I'll be I'll be, I'll be smashing that. Yeah, that's yeah. Available from all good retailers. I haven't seen it much in Sydney. Um, yeah. I've been I, I've been getting mine from a bottle shop that's not going to be around for much longer. So. Um, oh yeah, um, yeah. That yeah. Medhurst and Sons. That's uh, a bit of a news. Down, which, yeah. news. which is sad news. Uh, can't, have we talked about it in the podcast? No, I, don't think, I don't think we have. We yeah. mentioned the um, bottle shop. We haven't mentioned them closing. Yeah, yeah. it's very sad news because Kieran's done an amazing job with that shop, um, and it's a great shop. I live on the same block as it, so I, yeah. I go there a lot. But uh, I, I, I did my best, but I, I, I wasn't enough to keep it in business. I feel a bit guilty because I don't live far from it, but um, I, I you know, certainly didn't support it like I obviously should have done. Yeah, yeah. No. It's all yeah. your fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, I saw sorry Brad's photo at the front of it and go, this is the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted this man. But not, um, do you know when's Kieran's shutting up shop? I don't know yet. But if, I, you, if you haven't been... I mean, he's got everything not, on sale. You're so. not everything's change on like sixty percent off or something, right? Still, now. Yeah. really recommend you go check out Medhurst Sons and see something that could have been that unfortunately didn't quite work, but um, still yeah, give great give some support and come pick, down there, and pick up grab, some bargains, yeah, yeah, or just some grab great some cider, great some great um, um, canned beers, yeah, yeah. So, who's next for a beer recommendation? Um, my beer recommendation is actually going to be for an upcoming beer event. Um, I'm going to recommend that people should check out the Festival of the Puss uh, down at Wayward Brewery on the 15th of June. Eight a puss? Puss. Puss. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. The <laughs> Festival of the Puss. Um, eight different varieties of sourpuss. That, um, the... Is the passion fruit coming back? Yes. yes. Yeah, that'll be one of them. Um, Get guava. Amongst the Ooh, cucumber. Guava. Cucumber. Oh, there's, yeah. There's an apricot and ginger as yeah, well. I'm a, so excited. There's, there's a bunch. Yeah. yeah. When so, is this festival? 15th of June. Um, so that's a Thursday... Thursday night, the 15th of June, and it's going to run basically until all they the all kegs go. So there's, yeah, there's only a keg of each. That's it, one, one keg, keg of each. each. What? Yeah. And oh. there'll be six on at a time. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be surprised they... if it lasts till through to Sunday, actually. Yeah. What so. time are they starting pouring? Uh, 2, 2 p.m. on the oh, Thursday. Thursday. So get, yeah. get your asses down there, there for, um, um, for that. Yeah, I guess I, uh, it's low alcohol. I'd, so, I'd like to put my hand up as the guy who had that idea, but yeah. No, I think you'll find I had that idea about... I'll stop arguing, you two. You can both have the idea. Por que nos dos? All right, Liam, what do you recommend? I am going to recommend the new Royal Albert collaboration beer, the Gen X with Hardgraves Hill. Has anyone had that beer yet? Yeah, I've had several. I had a couple of those last night. How does it compare to Bert? 
I like it better than I like Bert. it better than Bert. I yeah. like it better than oh, Bert. Um, I think everyone likes it better sorry, than Bert. Sorry, Colonial. Yeah, no. Um, I think you've... You needed Bert to get to where Gen X is. Yeah. Um, uh, I think tap- like Bert was like the hop hog, and this is the Bolter XPA. The tap, okay. the tap decal is. I'm pretty sure it's just a Betamax cassette. Yeah, it's um, so good. Yeah, yeah nice. of um, Reality Bites, and yeah. I will argue the fact I don't think Reality Bites was actually ever released in Betamax. Just to get a little bit nerdy. Yeah, I think but, it's. Um, I think it's actually a blank Betamax. <laughs> Sorry to uh, ruin everyone's um, but fantasy. I'm never drinking that beer then. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, it's following on on the Royal Abbots. They did a collaboration last year with Colonial, which was Bert, which got into was it one hundred or ninety nine in the hottest one hundred? Yeah, last it, was, year? it was in the top one hundred. I think ninety six or it something, a, or yeah. no, ninety three. It, it was, was definitely it was in the, the hundred to ninety yep. mark. Yeah, um, I hope they can do better this year because I actually think this is a, a great beer. Great. Yeah, so, anyone in Sydney, head down, um, or, or Melbourne. Uh, anyone I think it's available Melbourne, in Melbourne uh, as well. Yeah. Is, do you know? Do you have any idea, Adrian, where it's available? Not sure where. Uh, probably at Hargraves and a few select venues. Yeah, but yeah, great beer, killer beer. Yeah, um, yeah. cool. Uh, non beer reco, you got one? Uh, non beer reco. So it's kind of blockbuster movie season at the moment. But my recommendation is skip all the blockbusters, except for maybe John Wick two, and go watch this small horror movie called Get Out. It is fucking brilliant. It's and amazing. It, and if I say any more about it, it'll ruin it. So yeah, just go really, watch it. Really, really good. So yeah, yeah. That's all you need to know. That's all. That's my recommendation. It's a bit cryptic, but uh, yeah, go on. I'm gonna go with a film as well. Um, it's already been out of the um, cinema, so it's now out available uh, online and on the Blu-ray. But um, it's actually Train Spotting Two T Two. I was. Oh, yes. I, I, have you seen? I watched it? it with trepidation because you know, yeah. bring back a classic, and I was really mm. worried that they were gonna ruin it. But actually, it was brilliant. It was really, it? really good. Awesome. Loved it. Loved yeah, it. yeah. I was in the same boat as you. I was very hesitant. Yeah, to watch I, it. I wasn't yeah. sure, but they, there's little sort of heart backs to the original all the way through it, like little kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, memoirs back to the original and the way that they did it was really good. So, yeah. Cool. Um, my one's a little bit different. It's a, I found a YouTube channel which is um, disturbing and equally entertaining at the same time. And, you know, we talked about the fact that I went on my trip in the States and we covered a lot of miles and we stayed in some somewhat questionable hotel and motel rooms. So um, my recommendation is a YouTube channel called Dirty Hotel Rooms. <laughs> and it's uh, a group of guys who basically live around um, Baltimore and they basically get hire out really, really nasty motel and hotel rooms and then forensically pull them apart with like yes. with oh, uh, wow. like luminous spray and UV oh, lights. I don't um, think I want to watch Having um, worked in a hotel, that's the last thing I want to Yeah, do. and to be honest, uh, coming back from the trip where, you know, we stayed in some very nice places. We stayed in some very cheap motel rooms. Um, yeah, it's alarming. But if you like that type of thing, it's very CSI almost, but equally disturbing at the same time. And these guys basically just pick up a six-pack of beer, of craft beer, and pull apart motel rooms. Um, yeah, it's disturbing, but if, yeah, it's, so it's called Dirty Hotel Rooms, and, um, there's only about, I think, 10 episodes, but it's, yeah. That sounds fun. Disturbing. That's all you need, right? Yeah. Got something we haven't had before, Tom? Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Have you checked? No, no, no. Oh, well, I don't need to, because it's, uh, it's actually a book that I've just finished reading. Um. Ooh, how highbrow. Yeah, I know. It's a book. He reads. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did you read it on a, on an iPad, or? Uh, Kindle. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Alright then skip my recommendation <laughs> Alright thanks Sorry, for Thanks Dave <laughs> um, It was uh, 
John Scalzi's new novel. Um, oh, yep. The Collapsing Empire, which is a, it's a who space is opera. John he's a, he's a John Scalzi's uh, a, yeah. a science fiction author. Okay. Uh, who's done some really good stuff. Most Old famous War. for Old Man's War. And yeah. the new one, The Collapsing Empire, is the first book in a new series, and it was really, really interesting space opera, political intrigue, the whole thing. Uh, I really liked it a lot, so that's cool. why. Yep. Right. Awesome. I think that wraps it up. That wraps up the episode. Thanks again to Dave's Travel and Events Group for sponsoring the podcast. And get your tickets booked for Bright Darker yeah, Days Festival. Come join us in Bright. Um, yep. And even if you don't come on the bus with us to Bright, we're going to be there at Bright. Yep. I think we're going to do some podcasting That's while we're down there. Yep. Um, come say hi to us. Yeah, yeah. we'll be there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and buy us a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. please. <laughs> Dave's.com.au. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.